0: Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Bridge Building Solutions podcast. I I know that I say this all the time, but I am so excited about having this opportunity to spend some time with you. I know it's brand new and we're just getting started, but I just really believe that it's going to be, there's there's going to be some good come out of this. We're going to be able to have some conversations that maybe you've been hesitant about having. And I'm, I'm so looking forward just having an opportunity to spend some time with you. You know, we are, we are all going through some difficult times, you know, and I know it's all at different levels. You know, there's, there's people that have health issues, financial issues, emotional issues. And, you know, I, I just want to start off today's podcast just by encouraging you, you know, so many times when we've got something negative, something hard going on in our lives, it's just so easy to focus on that entirely. You know we all need to have something that we can focus on that gives us hope, that gives us light, that gives us love. That that we find some element of peace in. You know it's it's uh, spring break. It, we just got done with that, but you know people were wanting to go on vacations and get out of town and you know see some sunshine and do some things differently because you know it has been a rough year and we're all looking for opportunities to escape, and so I, I just, I just really want to encourage you. If you've uh, gotten distracted by all the bad things that are going on in your life or in this world, I want to, I want to encourage you to lift up your eyes and find some friendships, some relationships, some hope, some love, and and maybe somebody else and something that you need to experience in your heart and your, your life. Just get out and open up your heart and. Uh, live some life, but do it in a safe and, and healthy way. But just be encouraged because, you know what? There is hope. We've all got reason for hope. And so let's let's dra- let's grab onto that a little bit, okay? You know, I'm really excited today because I have a special guest with me. I told you that we were going to spend some time talking to different people, and I am so excited about our guest today. I've asked Dr. Lucretia Carter-Berry to join us today on the bridge building solutions podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about her um, personally and also professionally. Lucretia is the creator of brownicity.com. I know that most of you by now have probably heard of that, but if you haven't, I want you to go and check that out. She is also an encourage.me contributor. She writes articles for them and has also been on TED Talk in Charlotte and Q&Ideas and a Q and Idea speaker in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she happens to be the developer and the author of the curriculum that we're gonna talk about today, that we're going to discuss today. What lies between us, fostering first steps towards racial healing. And I wanna say one more thing about Lucretia. She is our beautiful and one and only daughter-in-law. We have been so blessed by her becoming a part of our family. But that's just not it. We got to become a part of her family. And because of that, our lives have been enriched. So I want to say a very special welcome to Dr. Lucretia Carter-Berry. It is so good to have you on this podcast today.
1: Hi, Dad. (laughs) It's so good to be here. And look, we're twinning today.
0: Yes, we've got our shirts on and I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about that. You know, uh, we uh, I, I, we have been living in some very, very uh, tumultuous times. But before we jump into our, our conversation about the curriculum, what lies between us, I, I'd like to have you just take a few minutes and tell us about brownicity.com. Tell us about where where that come from, came from. How did that, how was that born? I mean, it's been such a blessing. I I, I don't know. I, I probably could say ten years ago it didn't exist, but now you have you have blasted into a national audience. So tell us a little bit how it came about. Well, um,
1: it actually began, you know, with the work um, of racial healing, and I would not describe it. I would not have called it that. So these are my current terms as I describe. You know, talk about the past, and so it was fortunate. That um, to marry your son, <laughs> um, who is white, um, because you also have a black son, and people might assume that I married the black son, but no, the black son was too when I married the white son. <laughs> so, in but we had but I, actually our intentionality around racial healing is actually how we met and got married, and we have always in our relationship been very um, like conscious and aware. Uh, um, of this, of our hyper-racialized society that we live in. And so we weren't trying to pretend that, you know, just because, um, you know, we were doing this work and we were doing this work together, um, that somehow um, we we did not still live in a very hyper-racialized um, society. So then when we had children, when children came along, again, we had b- very intentional and informed conversations about, around identity because Mm -hmm. multi-ethnic children in a, um, again, hyper-racialized society. And how will we help them be able to navigate this, our society, even though, um, you know, my husband, Nathan, um, growing up in, you know, small town, Mm -hmm. white America in the Middle East, I mean, sorry, in the Midwest. (laughs) And then me from the Southeast, (laughs) Growing up in the South as an African American, like we could not essentially, you know, um, wholeheartedly relate to what our children would experience, and so we just were always very, um, you know, talking about it in age-appropriate ways, talking Mm -hmm. about race, talking about skin tone, identity, and actually it was our um, our oldest at the time, who was four years old, um, introduced introduced us to her language of uh, we are all hues of brown mm. and after, um she says mommy you're you're deep brown daddy is light brown i'm medium brown and we knew enough that to know that okay that was a great launching point for a child and for any conversation to understand melanin and humanity and an ancestral mm. origins and a great foundation to talk about race and from that we began to be um People begin to use us as a resource. Like our friends started to would ask us questions, and they would always say, "When you two talk about race, it feels um, or or racism, it doesn't feel so daunting. It feels like you know we this is a work we can engage in and be um, a part of. There it it is. It lacks um, when you talk about it. There is no hopelessness. It's very Mm -hmm. life giving. And so then, essentially, when the Charleston massacre happened. Mm -hmm. Um, we were really pulled and invited to teach and to talk, um, educate people in a more official capacity, and that's where um, you know brownnessity came from. Brown is, represents you know we're all hues of brown, and the isity comes from ethnicity, and ethnicity means that which we have in common. So we start you know with a common foundation, and then we get to understand how we have been sorted and divided and placed in a hierarchy and categorized to the detriment of our humanity.
0: Well, you know, one of the one of the things that I, I just am so blessed by is that with all that Brownicity has become and the resources that have been made available to it, to think that it started in the heart of a child. You know? <laughs> Scripture teaches us that out of the mouth of babes, praise right. is perfected, you know, power comes. And, you know, I, I, I just love that story, how, God used a child to, to birth something like this. It, it, it's just so incredible to me. I agree. Now, go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying I agree. I
0: yes. yeah. Yeah, you know, and out of the evolution of this thing and how it's, what year did you actually launch Nicity? What, what year did you start?
1: Yeah, um, like officially, I remember creating a Facebook page in 2015. Mm-hmm. I want to say June of 2015. Wow. Um, then um, that's when I, shortly after that, I created the curriculum, and the oh. curriculum, uh, is it okay if I talk about that? Oh
0: yeah, let's ju- let's jump into that.
1: Okay, that came about essentially because um, I, we are in, our family tends to be in multi-ethnic communities, um, mm. and people had lots of questions, and you know, they'd say things like, um, so I'm just going to say, for example, a, a white woman I'm a white leader in my life, said, Lucretia, um, you know my mom, you know, and her she's like, My mom's a sweet lady, sweet Christian lady. But she said some horrible things, uh mm-hmm. about quotes, black people and racism, because she just doesn't understand. And she said, And I don't know enough. I know she's wrong, but I don't know enough to help her understand or help her see how you know her thinking is skewed or needs to change. So You know, when I got questions like that, I realized like, oh, like people don't have a fundamental understanding um, of race as a construct and how it has been, you know, how it has perpetuated and been exacerbated and all of the things that um, have have been put in place, which are very visible if you if you know this. But if not, they seem invisible. And Mm. so um, I then designed a curriculum specifically. For onboarding beginners, not just to the content or the topic of race, but even the the whole process of learning about right. race—that's also foreign, you know, to people. That you actually posture yourself as a learner, um, mm-hmm. like if you like you would do any other topic of importance, right? Like you wouldn't just start randomly talking about math and throwing numbers and your opinions about right. these numbers, like you take a class. <laughs> You know, same with driving a car. You know, somebody, you know, teaches you there is an authority. And so there is a voice. Um, there are experts there. are You know, there are people who have have studied this. And and I feel fortunate and privileged that I have a doctorate in curriculum and instruction. And I do. Um, one thing I learned as a graduate student is that I do have a love for um which is so bizarre, I have a love for supporting the process of learning. I really do. Um, Sometimes that makes me, people think, well, you're such a know-it-all. No, I'm really not. I just love to learn and I love to help people learn. And so I um, put together, like, I mean, painstakingly, strategically um, designed this curriculum specifically for onboarders, I mean, to onboard people who want to to learn. So a lot of strategy um, has gone in into it
0: okay you know I uh, you know I am one of the the huge benefactors of this curriculum and I I remember when all of these things started happening you know Trayvon Martin Michael Brown the Charleston massacre all those different things at that time I found myself pastoring a multi-ethnic multicultural church you know we were hugely diverse but when all of those things begin to happen I began to realize I'm I'm embarrassed to say this, it, it grieves me to say it, how little I knew about race. Here I am in the middle of a hugely multi-ethnic church, had been in that church, in that position, in that church for 20 plus years. And when those things begin to transpire and the country begin to polarize, I watched our church begin to polarize and my ignorance got exposed. I, I didn't know I even have black children in my family. We had two, we adopted two African-American children, pastoring this multi-ethnic church. I've got this beautiful black daughter-in-law. And yet I found myself totally ignorant. And I and I always say this, and I don't say this to be offensive, but I found myself in a position that most white people are in. And that is that I really knew nothing about race. I thought I did. I, I knew some talking points. Um, you know, but I had really never talked out of anything that I had learned, and I, I remember coming to you and putting so much pressure on you, Lucretia, What do I say? How do, how do I need to respond to this? And I remember how gracious you are, you were at that time, but I also appreciated uh, you pointing me in the direction, and and only as you could do, helping me learn that I needed to get on a learning journey. That even though I had been in this multi-ethnic church, family. I I knew nothing about race. And you introduced what lies between us to me, amongst <laughs> some other things. But that curriculum was so impactful and so changed my life that I will be eternally grateful. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about is why this curriculum is so important and why people should take it. Because I I found myself just getting tidbits of education for the first time in my life about what race was and what race was it. And I'm in I I love to say that it's a 101 course, it's a easy course. And I know you talk about, uh, I I want you to talk a little bit more about the course itself, how it's, you know, um, an entry level course, but why people should should take this course? What lies between us?
1: Okay. So, you know, because a lot of people will have your experience of not knowing and then not knowing what they don't know. And unfortunately, our institutions of education um, in our country, primarily our schools and churches, um, have not taught us um, about race, have not even allowed us to really talk about it. Mm -hmm. So in in this void, in this vacuum, we have a deficit. And then and, you know, of course, fear is ha- very happy to fill in the deficit and fill in the void. So we don't have language. We don't have a framework. We don't have a shared understanding. is mm-hmm. um, problematic in the first place. And then um, and, and we tend to not know how to strategically approach educating people around race. And so because I this is this this has been an interest of mine for probably my whole life, I, again, had, I'm going to call it a privilege of being able to go to so many workshops and talks and seminars and all kinds of different, uh, uh like educational initiatives around, um, learning about race and racism and, and putting in it, in its context, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, at some point, you know, I was so disappointed that you know the the most common way of approaching or broaching the topic was to bring people together you know so i this is very common especially mm-hmm. in churches yeah. let's get some white people and let's get some black people and then let's get them together and let's talk well <clears throat> think about how toxic that is so you have a group of people who really don't again everybody if we've all gotten this lack of education, it doesn't um yeah, it doesn't it is not about like, well, you know, black people know more, white people know less. That isn't the point. Everybody, there is no shared understanding. And yeah, so well, you're coming to the conversation with denial, or you're coming to the conversation with trauma, those two things don't go to the, go together. And I have never heard anybody say that they had a great experience, except for like some leaders. But if you're leaders, you're you have a you have a common goal. But if you take people who don't know each other or people who are not that familiar with each other, they don't know the complexities and the nuances, um, then and say, okay, let's have a conversation. Oh man, people leave so traumatized. And so um, however, you know, we really we really need to have a shared understanding of of race and racism and how it has played out in our country you know some people tell me they say they'll say i knew these things um like i knew these bits and pieces of history and and current uh events but i didn't know that they all went together like i didn't know how to connect the dots uh, one guy said i knew these things but after i took this course i knew them differently and right we're not given like this analytical lens to look at structures um, but what, but it, but what people, um, a lot of people who do anti-racism work, forget that, okay, people are starting from zero. So like we can get into our anti-racism bubbles, our anti-racism education bubbles. Cause I have, uh, been learning and been in courses and have been a part of change and shifting. And I've been working my muscles for decades. Okay. Um, but someone who just learned yesterday that the colorblindness approach is actually harmful, there's no way they can jump in on the level that yeah. I'm on. So I yeah, created and I, I intentionally call it a kindergarten class or a 101 or an onboarding. And the, the pedagogy is um, like currently right now we are um, um, training or we're doing development for people who want to be certified to teach the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I was in awe um, when several of them recognized the significance of the pedagogy, which is how it's put together to support learning. Cause yeah. pedagogy isn't like a, you know, that's not like a common word, or, you know, yeah. it's an educated word. And so I, um, I just, yeah, I felt like honored that they, that people who understand curriculum development and how the brain works and the psychology of learning could look at the could experience the curriculum and know um, that and see the strategy and how every single piece and part is is put there to support the learner regardless of your racial category or ethnic background.
0: Wow. You know, the God's word said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge or because they're rejecting of it, rejection of it. And when you don't have knowledge, you don't have any understanding. And I, I think it, it just leaves such a void in our life. And that's where I think a lot of people are at. And when you when when you have a void, a lack of knowledge, it, it gets filled with emotions. It gets filled with things that uh, can be traumatic, hurtful and harmful to so many people. I, I know that, you know, while I was pastoring in that multi-ethnic, multicultural environment, you know, I thought I knew uh a certain amount about race. I thought I had a basic understanding of it, but the reality is, is most of what I was living out of was what I had heard, not necessarily what I had learned. And whenever we did try to go below the surface and get a little bit more deep than the Kumbaya experience, it always, it always backfired, it always went bad. It became uh, traumatic and people felt guilt and shame. And it was just because we didn't know how to talk about it, because, like you said, we we didn't have that base, that education that we needed to know out of know about race. and i I think that you know i've I've heard it said that so many times people talk about race, difficult subjects, out of what they've heard that seemingly makes sense, whether they've they've heard something on a news broadcast or a political talking point. But we very rarely talk out of what we've learned. Mm-hmm. And until we learn some things, I think it's going to be difficult to have those hard conversations or at least have conversations that are healing or, mm-hmm. or productive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, what's important is that it, we have to have a shared understanding because. Um,
0: oh, that's good. I,
1: I don't, um, you know, really listen to people who aren't. Um, informed about race, but you know, sometimes people come to me and say, "Well, what about what this person says, and what about the, what that person says?" And I'm like, I, I, I don't, I have no reason to listen to them if their goal isn't, you, you know, to heal, to acknowledge that this exists, in um, yeah. to heal. And we have to have a shared understanding so we can partake in shared problem solving, you know, and shared solutions, shared building. Um, and so if you yeah, like if you can't, you can't. Again, like some people will go, "Oh, I can talk about it." Yeah, but you're listening to people um, <clears throat> who have no experience in, you know, this this healing process or the, no understanding of how we have been um, broken and fractured. You know, you're mm-hmm. listening, we're justifying it. Um, so that's not helpful.
0: Yeah, T- tell us a little bit about. And you know, what's happened with this curriculum, you know, in the in the last couple of years? What what's how's it being received? How how are people engaging with it?
1: Oh, I um, here's a gratitude moment. You know, I I put pulled this together and um and I let's see, we taught the first pilot in 2015 and then continued to develop it so then the study guide which yes when i sat down at my table to write the study guide i was talking to you because you were asking me lots of questions So it was great to have you know they say when you write you're supposed to have your audience or your reader in mind so my reader was you so i was like talking to you and I, <laughs> I was typing so thank you for that but um so i wrote it in 2015 and it's on its third edition um, but really, not much has changed. Like we updated the look, and there was a little bit at the beginning I had to change um, because I think at the beginning I was saying something um, kind of comforting people about not being racist, but still needing to know this. And then people were was you know were saying, okay, let's change that because it really isn't. It, it's about um, you know uh, actively dismantling racism. It's not about our individual feelings about ourselves. But okay, mm-hmm. so then we were doing, and we, when I say we, me and um, some of the Brownicity team members, we have amazing team members with all kinds of backgrounds. And so we teach it live. We were being invited into churches to teach it live. And so we do like two a year um, since 2016 to a year. And we thought, okay, that's great. Um, Actually, we, we, Nathan and I came to um, Cornerstone. What's that?
0: 2017 to um, I'm horrible eight, on dates but probably about that time yeah
1: 2017 2018 one, one of those two um, to launch the course at cornerstone and that was our biggest class like 300 yeah. people and then um fast forward to 2019 we I wasn't I was nudged to um, take create an online version because people mm-hmm. were starting to notice and we're asking but we're all over the country and i'm like well i can't really go all over the country right now i mean not for long not for weeks at a time i'm a mom with kids so that was 2019 we created a learning community and put the course online and then in 2020 um Mm When um, so many unfortunate events happened and were broadcast on the news, you know, including George Floyd, um, Beyonce Taylor, and Ahmaud Aubrey, people um, just rose up to learn. And so, the through the summer of twenty twenty, we had over three thousand people, um, like at once, enrolled in this one particular. (laughs) course and starting their, um, you know, their first steps towards racial healing. And currently um, churches are again, all over the country are um, taking the course and people are understanding that, okay, if you have a team or you have a community, it's best if you do it, you do this together so that you don't have some people far more advanced (laughs) than others. Like that people are understanding that it's so important to get this shared Understanding.
0: Yeah, you know, I I remember that uh, when you guys came in 2017, and we had that first um, offer at Cornerstone. There were over 300 people took that took it, and I was one of the ones. Even though I ended up facilitating most of the course, I was one of the ones who. That was my first time I took that course, and it was so impactful on so many um, people's lives. You know, maybe maybe we could just take a minute and We're you know, we're getting close to running out of time here. But, you know, you've, you've emphasized the educational part. So I know that this is uh, such a big part of the answer to the question that I'm going to ask. But t- tell us a little bit about, you know, so many people have had diversity training, cultural sensitivity training at work, on the job, or you know, not in the church very much, but what would you say to people that, oh, this is just another one of those situations, you know, it, um, the the difference between like diversity training, cultural sensitivity and what lies between us?
1: Right. So the difference, um, someone said this, gave me this metaphor the other day and it blew me away because I thought, how come I hadn't thought about this? But they likened like, like there, there's like, This course and the educational environment of Brownicity is like a lifestyle change. And so sometimes, you know, let's say with with our eating, we want to like take a diet pill and then boom, we're fixed. But what happens? (laughs) You just kind of go back into I don't know, you go away from your uh, your goal. I'll say that. And so, um, yeah, this isn't like a check the box. A, let me just change how the words and the language that I use. Let me become more politically correct. That's not what this is. This isn't take a diet pill or do an eating plan for a month. Um, you know, this course is to onboard you and in your first and give you your first steps on what is a lifelong journey. And wow. you know, my, you know, my husband Nathan says, you know, he's married to me, a black woman. He has these, you know, three brown daughters, um, and uh-oh, it said it's that recording.
0: Do I keep talking? Yeah, I think we're I think we're still going.
1: Okay. So, and he says that um yeah, he he's still he has to be nourished. He has to check continue to check himself. Wow. Yeah. Growth journey because we're immersed in a very racialized society. So you need continued learning, you need continued support. Yes. Um, and again, that that's the significance of this curriculum is that it gives you a great foundation, um, a great start.
0: Yeah. And then now Brownicity has the website. Um, It's a membership website and people can go to the website and there's all kinds of courses that they can take. And I, I think that, you know, to me, one of the things that I found out is that when I took that course, it was a life changing experience, but it was just the first step in a journey. It launched me into a uh, journey that I'm still on to this day and still growing in, still learning and trying to understand, you know, what's out there and what what I need to do in my own life personally and what how I can help um, people grow and, and experience the healing. But there, tell us a little bit about some of the courses that are offered on the Brownicity website.
1: Right. Um, so our courses are organized into beginner and So it, again, even the learning community is designed to support your journey. You don't get into the learning community and then suddenly you're overwhelmed <laughs> with, um, with all of the things. Um, so we have What Lies Between Us. And then we have, um, once we got it started to be invited into schools and companies, uh, we offer the same curriculum called Foundations, mm-hmm. but without the Bible references. Um, We have things for kids and family, um, and then we have more intermediate courses like um, the nerve by psychotherapist, um, the the nerve, what is it, connecting the brain or the brain and racism connection. So we have guest um, scholars because everything is, um, let's see, it is scholarly and informed, like we don't do like opinion, (laughs) you know, and just talk discussions right we actually have teachers educators um another one of i love them all but one of my favorites is media literacy because oftentimes people people don't, don't even understand how um understanding how to interpret media um is is very important and connected to uh race and racism and then we have one coming up i'm so excited about um it's called conspiracy theory (laughs) in America. <laughs> so again, it's it's a constant nourishing, um, oh. and and you stay on this learning journey. And also, um, quite honestly, it's an opportunity for um, if you choose to be a member, for you to actually sew into yes. um, the work. Like you you want to sew into the things that you want to grow. Um, and so for, you know, hundreds of years, we've sown into discord, you know, <laughs> and then, yeah. um, and so when you have an opportunity to, to sow into life giving uh, endeavors and initiatives and movements, you should do that. We, you know, we, we pay our teachers, <laughs> because teachers need to be paid for the great work that they do.
0: As I, you know, as I've been teaching the course around Iowa, I have people ask me all the time, well, what's next? What do I need to do next? And one of the first things that I tell them is that well, you should go to Brownnicity and become a member. It's $10 a month, um, $100 a year, um, and become a member and support what you are doing, your Brownnicity team through the work, but also make yourself available just so all those educational opportunities that are made available at Brownicity. If someone is watching this podcast and they, you know, it's resonating with them, they've never taken the course before. Mm -hmm. there's a few different options that they can take the course. They can actually go to the Brownicity uh, website and sign up to take the course virtually uh, from, from the website. And then we have a few little things going on out here in Iowa, but uh, talk a little bit about how people can find your course and get involved in it.
1: Right. Okay. So here's the beautiful thing. Originally the course was designed to be done in person. (laughs) So, and um, unfortunately, like our well, I'll just say this: the study guide is available um, through Amazon or through our website. Uh, And the study guide is designed so that if you wanted to, you could do it solo, like on your own. You have access to the resources that are on our website. All of the things you need to complete the course. Um, The second way is to sign up for uh like Pastor Dan's class who does it in live and in person, like in in a place, you know, mm-hmm. and and virtually. So then you have a living, breathing person in time, in real time, um, uh, facilitating the course and you're in a classroom. And so that's an option. And then yes, the third option is the the virtual pre-recorded um option um where you'll see um uh, my husband Nathan and I are hosting um, the course, so that's a, that. Those are the ways that you can access, and you just go to brownnesscity.com, and if you click on Learn in the menu, you'll see, um, you know, what lies between us, um, or you'll see courses, a link for the courses that will take you to our catalog of courses for What Lies Between Us.
0: Okay. Lots of lot, lots of opportunities to learn and to grow. I'm so excited about this. I'm I'm so blessed to be a part of, you know, what's happening through Brown City through this curriculum. And you know, when something changes your life, it's something that you want to share with other people. And you know, if you go to the website, you can get one of these cool T-shirts like I have on. It's called uh, Mini Hughes One Humanity. It's a real popular T-shirt right now. But, <laughs> Lucretia, I, I can't tell you how blessed I am to uh, have been able to do this podcast with you today. I appreciate you giving up some of your time to come on here and talk about this. And I know that, you know, this has just begun. This journey has just begun. And I hope people will check out uh, brownicity.com. Check out the curriculum. And, and uh, again, I just, I'm going to let you jump off here. I really appreciate um, you spending some time with us today. Thank you for everything.
1: Well, you're welcome. And thank you for using your voice um, to highlight this important work.
0: Honored. Thank you, Lucretia. Thank you. All right. Well, before we uh, jump off of here today, I just want to wrap things up. But I, again, said in the beginning, but I want to also say now that, you know, if, if stuff like this is engaging to you and you think it might be a blessing to your friends. Uh, Let them know about it. Share it when it comes up. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, um, you can go to my website, bridgebuildingsolutions.com, and you can subscribe to it. Notifications will come to you uh, when we come on. I I am honored to share with you in this new platform, and I hope as we grow that more and more people will be impacted and be able to get in on some of the things that we're going to talk about and share about. So I'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us today.